Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is official, ladies and gentlemen. It is official. This is beautiful. This is just beautiful. About damn time. About damn time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. That is beautiful. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just realized my mic was nowhere near you when I was interviewing you. Uh, Because you're a stoner. Because you're the biggest stoner in the world. How do you guys? How do you let this guy out of the studio? Really? Bravo! Bravo! I and if I wasn't driving, I'd give you a standing ovation. I almost crashed my car. Well played. Bravo! Good work, everybody. Take the rest of the day. And now. Okay. You know what? Take your first name, okay? Take your first name and take your second name. You know what that is? It's your hooker name because you're a foul street hooker. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It is Tuesday morning, the 29th of January. Kevin, you're not sick, are you? No. Feel good. Can you cough a couple times already since you got here? And I'm just thinking we're getting into a tube of death today. No, I'm good. And then close quarters the rest of the week. Don't bring your black plague into the studio. <laughs> I said I'm good. I'm not sick. Allie, what do you think? Um, I didn't even really hear him cough. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And, hey, Mr. All Alone 99.9% of the time, <laughs> let's maybe zip it about the close quarters. I'm just saying, you know what? You know what? patient zero to infect the, the team is what yeah. I'm saying. I am not Atlanta. patient zero, says, well, the, says the bubble boy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, I have a question before we uh, get started here. Okay. Kevin, you've known me for decades. Mm-hmm. Allie, a few years now? Uh, four. Jensen, we've, uh, yeah, I would say, worked ten? fairly close together for a number of months now. Yeah, but I've known you overall about 10 years. You have, yeah. yeah. You met him once. Okay, Let's go. Dear you. That's what, but Let's that is what down. knowing Bean is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 We, Actually, we texted. texted Bean's best stuff. friend. You're his nephew. <laughs> <laughs> would you guys agree that I have been popping since my demo? Uh, what? Wait. Uh, what? Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, I would. That's all I was looking for is just some sort of... Just sort of was that some, the lead up to Some backup? Yeah. Well, well played, sir. Okay. <laughs> um, that was in the news yesterday and for a very funny reason that we may discuss later. Oh, wow. All right. Here's the story to get us going. I, I didn't... Uh, I don't think... I don't think we talked about it at the time. There was a... Uh, there's a bridezilla whose requests for her wedding party's outfits went viral. Okay. Uh, a few months ago. Hey, everyone. Who's ready for Hawaii 2019 in anticipation of the weather, uh, the wedding? And believe me, I know it's a long way, but I would still like to announce the dress code. I am giving you a long notice of a year and a half so that you have time to find and pick out something nice. The dress code is very specific because it will be used to create an incredible visual effect. If done right, it will make our synchronized dancing along the beach really oh, pop. Dear Lord. Oh, no. oh, that's not the worst part. It's not the worst part. What? 
so she goes on and she lays out a dress code for everyone involved in the wedding party, including the children, by the way, who have to be dressed in red from head to toe. Remember, the kids will form the shape of a heart, so it needs to be true red, not blood orange or some S. <laughs> she also separates the outfits that she is requiring by weight. So women, Ooh. 100 to Holy 160 pounds... Crap. Have to wear a green velvet sweater with orange suede pants, uh, Louboutin. Is that how you pronounce it, Ali? Sure. Louboutin yep. heels. Yeah, the famous yeah. red-heeled show, shoes. When we spin and lift our feet, the effect will amaze you. And a Burberry scarf. Ugh. And then it just goes on to list all of what everybody has to wear. I'm immediately calling in sick to that wedding. How, oh. how long? A year and a half? Yeah. I'm really going to be you're sick s- that month. You're Sorry, I can't now, make yeah. it. Additionally, we will require that you wear formal attire after the dancing has ended. Have you ever heard this before? Please bring a change of clothing. <laughs> Remember, the venue is extremely upscale, and we want to be looking our absolute best, ladies and gents. So please, if you look like trash, so will we. Oh, man. And here's the part that really made it go viral. And by the way, as you'll soon learn, it was one of her bridesmaids that put this up to mock the wedding of the woman that she was in the wedding party. Well done. Good. All jokes aside, we want you to invest in an outfit valued at at least $1,000. What? She put a dollar limit on it? Why not? She put a weight limit on it. Oh, my God. This includes... Incredible bets. Includes jewelry, accessories, makeup, and hair. Remember, ladies and gents, this wedding is 24K themed for a reason. You have a year and a half, so get working. No excuses. Moi. All right. So that was then. Now, as I mentioned, the bridesmaid leaked that onto the internet and went viral. So what did Bridezilla decide to do? She decided to polygraph <gasps> the members of her wedding party. <laughs> oh my god. To find the snitch. <gasps> I love her so much. Oh Many god. of y'all, well then you should marry her, what Kevin. There horrible. may still be time. Uh, uh, yeah. Many of y'all have been asking how Saturday's polygraph party went. It was fantastic. Attendance was 100%. The $99 polygraph machine from Amazon was a bit essy, but it did the job. I asked y'all simple questions such as, did you leak my dress code to the internet, and do you secretly hate me? <laughs> God. <laughs> Which I think is a question you want to be asking the people who are standing up for you at your wedding. Friends, it is with only the deepest joy that I can announce the identification of the snitch. My oh. former friend Stephanie was immediately removed from my property. Oh, she Stephanie, can, 2020. She's the lucky right? one, right? <laughs> yes. She could. I, I hope all the other members of the wedding party walk out in support of Stephanie. And this lady has no one at her wedding. She confessed to leaking my post and ridiculing me online. My original dress code has gone viral because of her, and the outside world will never effing understand. Thanks to Stephanie, good riddance. Good riddance. Now the Hawaii 2019 wedding can go on. Unreal. Wow. She's a sociopath and a bitch. Wow. Do you think it's real? I do. Yes. Really? I do. It's not, because there's been TV shows about these people, it's not that hard to believe mm-hmm. that Bridezilla's go so far over the top, and maybe even five years later, they go, what was I thinking? But you're, they, saying, oh. you're saying this woman is so awful, you can't believe it's real. Yes. I agree. You think it's yes. exaggerated? I, no, I think it's real. Oh, I, I think it's absolutely wish, real. Oh. I wish it wasn't. By the way, she did do a dress code update with the polygraph results. Please submit photos of your synchronized dancing outfits no later than one month from now. I will be telling each and every one of you what is wrong and how to improve it. What? No. I know. So, you don't buy it? Mm-mm. Because the double of that? down? No. The double down? Everything. A polygraph from... First of all, if she's got this much money... Mm-hmm. She's not getting a $99 polygraph test. You think she's hiring a, a dude to come in Absolutely. and do it for real? 
Yeah. Because she's 24K, B. Yeah. She I is call, 24K. I call BS on this Interesting. whole thing. $99. Really? That's, yeah. a good, that's a good one. Good creative I, writing, if so. I think she's absolutely real. I really do. Have you met a bride? I have. I, mean, I don't think you could say a bride because most brides aren't that. Yeah, I've my, also my met bridesmaids chill. that would put her in her place immediately. The, Team Stephanie. Yeah, 10 yep. friends would not put up with that crap. Mm-hmm. And they may not, by the way, but. Yeah. But um, for our own enjoyment, we want oh, yeah, it to totally be. Real, right? Oh, yeah, totally real. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, we need content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know her, you said, Ellie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Ah, uh, no, screw that noise. Uh, there's an old couple in Michigan, I believe it is, that figured out how to win the lottery. And I'm very intrigued by this. Yeah. I went out of my way to not watch 60 Minutes this week because I want you to tell me all about it. A bunch of different lottery wins added up to $26 million. No way. Yep. Mm. Uh, why does Allie love murder? I mean, Part of a bigger question, why do women seem to all love murder? They uh, Women seem to be the gender that gravitates towards true crime. Why? Murder is very um, hot right now. Yes, never been hotter. No. <laughs> it's really having a moment. <laughs> uh, Bean found a ludicrous writer, which is the uh, list of things that they, you know, he needs to be, to show up and play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're as bad as the bride we were just talking about. Oh. Luda. I still think we should come up with all this stuff and have Luda come by and perform while we're in Atlanta. Yeah. Let's get let's get fifteen minutes of ludicrous on our show if we can get sure. this writer together. I mean, he just walks around Atlanta looking for shows. Right? Yeah. right? Who's looking, got my writer? Looking for groceries to pay for. It's <laughs> just what he does. Also, we have Death Cab for Cutie tickets at the Hollywood Bowl, August eleventh, and you qualify to see them again in Sydney, Australia. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. We are headed to snowy Atlanta today, broadcasting live <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Why are you laughing, Ellie? I'm just, I'm just wondering. In your heart of hearts, yeah. do you think that maybe you jinxed it by saying hot Atlanta so much? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, I believe Atlanta has a long s- history of snow in January. Yeah, but it wouldn't have <laughs> snowed this day had you not mocked it with your hot Atlanta. The actual day that we're arriving, yeah. yes. it's going to be snowing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Uh, brought to you by uh, TCL America's fastest growing TV brand. We're going to be broadcasting live uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I think we're going to get us a piece of that uh, radio row that maybe some people have seen on TV, which is just like a thousand people in um, the size of a, a parking space. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> all all trying to get interviews and be interviewed. So that's not going to be nerve wracking. If you've ever wanted to interview Sterling Sharp while wearing a Colgate shirt, right? we have the best place for you. So we have no idea what's going to come out of it, but we thought we'd give it a try because Rams are in the Super Bowl, so why not, right? Yeah. Right. All right. Allie is here with our first look at what's happening here on this Tuesday. Uh, you want to talk about a little betting for the Super Bowl? Sure. Yeah. The American Gaming Association conducted a survey that says 22.7 million Americans plan to place a wager on the Super Bowl. It's a pretty good number, right? Yeah. People plan to wager $6 billion on the game. Not, you know, on average, that's Each just person? all together. Okay. Yeah, all together. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm putting down $9 billion on the Are you? Yeah. Oh, raise that going for it. Here's uh, something interesting. According to this survey, 52% said they will bet on the Rams. That surprises me very much. Yeah. Because I think, as RJ always tells us from pregame.com, you know, the average better just kind of knows the headlines, and mm-hmm. even a casual football fan knows that the Patriots go a lot and win a lot. 
Well, Maybe there's just, Patriot hate mixed in there. Yeah. Well, and just uh, just ask them. The Patriots are underdogs. They'll all tell you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> do, you think, do you think, Kevin, that people do, of course they do, they let their, sure. their emotions get in, in the way of their betting? Sure. Because that's a dumb way to bet it. Yeah, of Which course. team you like. It's the worst way. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or betting for your mortgage. Those are probably the two <laughs> worst <laughs> ways to bet. Yeah. Yikes. I think we just described beer mugs whole betting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Um, Sorry, Muggs. Uh, guys, Fans Warp Tour is going to return this summer at three locations in the United States. For I their... thought they closed that down. Oh, well, it's over, but this is their 25th anniversary celebration. So last year was the last Vans Warp Tour. Okay. Uh, but then so they're going to do this no... 25th. Okay. Yeah. There was not, not one year that went by without it? No. Well, that's not ending it then. Kids, right. Kids got an emo. <laughs> so we now have the dates and the locations okay. of the three cities. June 8th at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. June 29th and 30th at Atlantic City Beach in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And July 20th and 21st at Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California. What about... What about us? What about here? This is what I'm saying. What? what? We didn't do, We didn't get it. Do we know who's playing? Uh, full list of bands will be announced on March 1st. But, I mean, we... we right? We, we do cool things down here. We deserve a show. We're, we're pretty vanny warped stuff, right? I'm not sure that helped our cause. Okay. All right. That's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. But they did say that the majority of bands that have been playing the whole time have come from the Bay Area, so maybe... That has something to do with it? Sure. Whatever. We have better skaters down here. <laughs> so suck it, Northern California. You're not as hella good as us. They still say hella up there? No, no. no it's been a while. Not no. since the not 90s? Since the early 90s. Really? Okay. <laughs> and just a quick update, you guys. I had told you about the uh, girl that plays Young Kate on This Is Us. The one with the she, Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, she sent out um, a tweet that said, if anyone's at the SAG Awards and wants some Girl Scout cookies, I'm at table 34. Very, very much a side hustle that that did pretty well for really her. Really smart. Mm. She sold around five hundred dollars worth of Girl Scout cookies Whoa. at the awards on Sunday night. So congratulations, Mackenzie. That's pretty good. That right? That is pretty good. I have no comment as to who might have bought those. <sighs> Moving on, <laughs> and Kevin. As someone that has daughters, were they ever Girl Scouts? No. Okay. I was going to say, did you get suckered into bringing no. that to work? Uh, did someone no. buy my Girl Scout cookies? I did not, but I would have. I like yeah. when people bring them into work. <laughs> yeah, do you Oh, do? for sure. I'm buying them. Oh, I'm telling you this because I used to send my dad into Cedar sinai with it. Yeah. And you don't think my dad would look at his employees and be like, I'm your boss. You want some cookies? Yeah. Yeah. I got so many patches. You know what I got a badge for, Bean? Uh, banging? Yep. That's, that is not the delivery <laughs> no. that we've come to know and love. Well, it should have been questionable. I was talking about when I was a brownie, which is way before being a Girl Scout. <laughs> and I, I uh, withdraw my answer. Okay. Yes, you should. Uh, whole, let's try that whole conversation is what Baking. I said. Yeah. Indeed. Hello. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Adam Lambert, Justin Hartley from This Is Us, Tom Selleck, Heather Graham, Sarah Gilbert, Edward Burns, and Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, no <laughs> Okay, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How much per year last year did Americans spend on state lotteries? Mm. Oh, Last year, man. total dollars. Boy, that's a tough one to figure out. I am just going to get the, uh, the bidding started by throwing out 
two billion dollars. All right. Oh, I think that's low. Allie? I'm gonna say sixty billion. Jens? Uh, then I'm gonna go a dollar. Okay, all right. Last year, Americans spent more than $80 billion playing state lotteries. $80 billion! Listen to this stat. More than what was spent on concerts, sporting events, and movie tickets combined. Whoa! Isn't that that insane? That's shocking. Because of these stakes, it's essential that lotteries are truly games of chance. Everyone entering with an equal opportunity to win. Which is why investigators took note when a retired couple from Michigan, Jerry and Marge Selby, made $26 million winning various state lottery games dozens of times. Jerry and Marge look just like you would think Jerry and Marge look like. I've got a visual for sure. (laughs) Well, their names are Jerry and Marge, for starters. And they live in like a tiny little town of 1,900 people. Everybody knows each other. They smoke in the house. (laughs) So, yeah. And they have a little tidy dog. Um, It's interesting that I just heard something. Um, They have won in in multiple states. So it's not just like that. Okay. I'll get to that, yeah. So this is uh, how Jerry discovered what he was going to do. For years, high school sweethearts Jerry and Marge Selby lived a quiet life in Everett, Michigan. Population, 1900. But one morning in 2003, Jerry happened to walk back into the corner store and spotted a brochure for a brand new lottery game called Windfall. And in only a matter of minutes, he realized that this was a unique game. I found a, I found a special feature. <laughs> that feature was called a roll down. Unlike the Mega Millions games you've probably heard of, where the jackpot keeps building until someone hits all six numbers and wins the big prize, in Windfall, if the jackpot reached $5 million and no one matched all six numbers, all the money rolled down to the lower-tier prize winners. So... Dramatically boosting the payouts of those who matched five, four, or three numbers. So now you don't have to match all six. Okay. You, well, that's that's true of California lotteries, too, is you always hear about the person who wins the big Powerball or Mega Millions, but there are lots of people who win $1,000, $5,000, right. $10,000 lower this, down the ticket. This takes the $5 million and boosts three, four, and five numbers out of control. Right. Okay. So Jerry's like, hey, that gives me way better odds. And he figured it out. If I played $1,100, mathematically, I'd have one four-number winner. That's a thousand bucks. Now I fast forwarded through his math. I divided eleven hundred by six instead of fifty-seven because I did a mental calculation and I came up with eighteen. So I knew I'd have either eighteen or nineteen three-number winners, and that's fifty bucks each. So I got eleven hundred dollars invested, and I've got a nineteen hundred dollar return. It, actually, it's just basic arithmetic. <laughs> it's just basic is it, arithmetic. Is it, Jerry? You lost me, Jerry. He figured so- out the odds of getting three numbers right, four numbers right, and five numbers right, which is a lot higher than six numbers, of course. Yeah. Right. So this is a fancy. <clears throat> this is a fancy way of. <clears throat> excuse me. Of of winning a raffle by going, okay, yes. Uh, if you, you, count, you count there are 200 people there. If I buy enough tickets, there's a, I'm almost certainly going to win. And and how, how would just a always, much bigger version. How would he always know the odds based on how many people are joining? You, you would have to know that, right? You would think, yeah. Well, he's, not, not for him. he's way mathematically smarter than anyone I've ever That's seen right. before. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he doesn't really feel that way. But this is how he got into it. And by the way, gambling, huge. When a roll down was announced, Jerry sprang into action. He bought $3,600 in windfall tickets and won $6,300. Then he bet $8,000 and nearly doubled it. 
Now, here's why he's not so smart. At that point, I told Marge what I was doing. He didn't tell us. He was gambling $8,000 and didn't tell his wife. Also, imagine being in line and the guy in front of you bought 8,000 lottery tickets. <laughs> so I'm just going to be a minute. Yeah, just, I was <laughs> trying to figure out if there was a way to do that. Like, no. how? You can't yes. just go to a 7-Eleven. They went to the exact same stores most of the time and got oh these gosh. yeah thousands of tickets. Wow. Here he comes. He's coming in, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Bring out all the employees. <laughs> so then he gave everyone in their town a chance to invest, and people would give him $1,000 or $5,000 or whatever, and he would play the lottery for them. Those willing to press their luck included three state troopers, a factory plant manager, and a bank vice president. They had played windfall 12 times, winning millions, when Michigan suddenly shut down the game. Oh, Michigan. Oh. You suck so much. Well, Michigan has had it hard, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry and Marge were not going to quit because they found out that in Massachusetts... The exact same lottery was going they on. All right. So they started a new routine and listened to the dedication of these two people. That's when Jerry and Marge Selby developed a routine they continued for the next six years. Driving 900 miles to Massachusetts every time there was a roll down and buying hundreds of thousands of tickets at two local convenience stores. Hundreds of thousands? Oh, I don't even stores. see how that's possible. And by the way, if you're making millions of dollars, go ahead and fly to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> don't drive back way, and forth. They're mad at their motive They transport. drove 900. <laughs> they also stayed in like a red roof inn that looked like it was probably $49 uh, yeah, a night. Man, don't spend it till you got it. <laughs> <laughs> then they hold up in a room at the Red Roof Inn, sorting the tickets by hand for 10 hours a day, 10 days straight. Not so much playing the lottery as working it. Isn't that insane? And kept winning insane. and kept winning and kept winning. And oh by the way, God. they have those little machines where you scan your ticket at a store and it'll do the work for you to let you know whether you have a winner. Or not. Yeah, the story, the story started in 2003, so I don't know Yeah, okay. if Thanks. it was the same then. I this assume is, he's smart enough to take advantage of that if it was there. This is an, this is an unbelievable story, right? by the way. And in the, the hundred years that we've had lotteries in this country, I've never heard of anyone cracking it like no. this. So in 2011, the Boston Globe got a tip that there was something, there was an oddity in this lottery mm -hmm. and they decided to look into it. The paper's reporting revealed that two groups were dominating cash windfall. Two groups. One of them is is the Jer Jerry and Marge. Uh -huh. and now I want a the movie Selby gang about from Everett, Michigan. I'm sorry. What no, that? now I want them to fight each other in public. <laughs> yeah. So I like I like that he calls Jerry and Marge a gang. Yeah. And then listen to how he describes the other group. The Selby gang from Everett, Michigan, in their competition, a syndicate led by math majors from MIT. <gasps> syndicate. Oh. Math majors from MIT figured out the exact same thing. Uh, do you think they're like, oh, who are these old <laughs> driving in all the time? So Massachusetts called for an investigation led by State Inspector General um, Greg Sullivan because, oh. like Bean said, nobody figures out how to win it legally. Uh, Sully's yeah. going to get to the bottom of this. When we got involved, the public perception was there must be some kind of organized crime or public corruption. Right? Yep, Sully. We really looked at this looking for corruption we used subpoenas we looked at documents we interviewed dozens of people you went into this looking for organized crime as the story unfolded were you surprised by what you found i wasn't surprised i was dumbfoundedly amazed <laughs> that these math nerd geniuses oh. had found a way legally to win a state lottery and make millions from it 
You don't have to call them nerds just yes. because they broke Seriously. your code. This is like the new Boston Globe spotlight. <laughs> yes, no? yes, yeah. yes. Unbelievable. Did Massachusetts close down the game? They did. Oh, no. come, on. come on. What a guys. surprise. They closed it down <sighs> and went on to another game. So then he's talking about winning $26 million, and this is the final question. I'm struck by how measured you are telling this story. <laughs> Do you find anything remarkable about this? The only thing I found really remarkable is nobody else really seemed to grasp it. Oh, shut up, math nerd. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Murder. Right? Right. Hello, caller. You have a comment? I just want to say that I think murder is a great idea if the person deserves it. Thank you. Wait, did you say murder? Yeah, why? What are you guys talking about? So, Allie, you're you're for murder or you're against murder? Oh, I don't I don't think I'm for murder. I'm fascinated by murder. Here's the thing, and there's mm-hmm. podcasts and different things that focus on murder, and they're almost exclusively women. Uh that listen to it. Yes, I think I'm not saying almost exclusively, but a a large number of a majority. Yeah, I'd say the majority of podcasts about true crime, TV shows about true crime. From You've got Dateline. You've got Law & Order for, you know, the beginners, that type of thing. Kelly <laughs> comes then, in three days a week and says, oh, yeah, I was watching this on ID Channel or whatever Yeah, it is. then you've got a whole network, ID, that's dedicated to true crime. What was and the then, one you saw this weekend about being abducted in plain sight or something like that? Abducted in plain so sight good. on I, Netflix. I watched that one. That's great. Did, I, that, did that end in murder? Uh, no, it, it should have. Oh, you were so disappointed oh, no, by the me. end of it. Oh, it should have. Trust me. <laughs> but then you've got, you know, Michelle McNamara's book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, where she was obsessively trying to figure out who the Golden State Killer was. Sure. Right. And when that book came out, it just did gangbusters because it was, it, everybody was kind of waiting for it. And then you've got the murder podcast. You've mm-hmm. got, of course, my favorite murder. Uh, now, we had your friends in who host that, right? Yes, we and had they, uh, We couldn't George believe how huge it was. Yeah, and we had them in kind of at the start <clears throat> of their of their show. Now they're selling out Microsoft Theater. They're doing tours of Australia. And that's they, always, and that's even the name of that, My Favorite Murder, is just counterintuitive to everything you feel, unless you're a woman. I don't think it's unless you're a woman. I think there are men that, that do enjoy these things, but I think there are maybe specific reasons that women gravitate towards it. Murder's my favorite! Uh, one being um, a lot of times I'll watch things and I think, ooh, maybe if I know enough about 
how they were killed, why they were killed, what led up to it, it becomes almost a personal safety aspect. Like, I could avoid oh, these you things. Learn like, things. Like, like you're you learning would, tips. Like, you would watch Law & Order to avoid an assault. Yeah, like any any of those. Well, was she thinking this? How did she get out of this situation? It's it's a personal safety aspect. That makes sense. Except most of the time they don't get out of it. They well, well but Allie will because she learned from it. Uh, that brings me to my second reason, the justice aspect. So often there's no good end result. There's murder, whatever. But when someone is brought to justice, there's this sense of, okay, you know, we live in this kind of constant state of fear when you're seeing victims receive justice for it, it's kind of comforting. It's kind Call of it murder, she wrote. Angela! <laughs> <laughs> why? I guess I, I want to ask why women feel that way more than men. Uh, because I think... Because you could By be... and large, we live in a state of fear. Yeah. By and large, every aspect of, oh, do I go on a walk right now? Oh, it's getting late. I shouldn't. Everything is kind of joined in with a, well, if I go on this walk, should I walk by this place? Okay, mm. sh- what should I bring with me? It's things That's sad, unlike, but it makes sense. Yeah, unlike men, we kind of go through life, and I'm not saying every woman, but you should be. <laughs> we imagine the worst that could happen to us to be prepared. Do you think that's where you developed your policy of no hiking and no cruise ships? 100%. Because of how much how much murder you saw in the news yeah, regarding absolutely. both of those activities? I, I can pinpoint when I became kind of obsessed a with murder. A murder file? And it was, a murder head? A, murder a murder head. Yeah. Murder <laughs> and it was when I was very, very young and Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. I remember being so terrified that we had to close our windows and we and I was like, but it's so hot. What? No. And then hearing that, no, he's coming through windows. It's in the middle of the night. He's, you know, a Satanist and he's killing dogs. I remember walking to school, like looking in the road and being like, oh my God, is that a dead dog in the road? Like little things wow. as a tiny child that you hear little bits and pieces and as a kid and I think even until kind of recently uh, you never admitted to enjoying hearing about murder shows you never enjoy like said oh I'm totally into this because it's it was something you were almost embarrassed about because women shouldn't you know show rage women shouldn't be able to do all the things that murder shows show you Right. I would but bet I think any amount of money that that Richard Ramirez thing is exactly what planted in your brain and exactly why you are the way you are today. Yeah, a lot 100%. Of you don't get you don't yeah. get over that. A lot 100%. of that generation, I think, too. And also, it's been a weird month also with the Ted Bundy documentary mm-hmm. that uh, that hit on Netflix this week. And the over like the overlying message from everyone was how hot he was. Yes. Yeah, women concerning. are crushing what? on Ted yeah. Bundy. Concerning. Yeah. All over yeah. social media. It was like how how attractive he was. Uh, and then also um, Netflix that, even put out a warning, Kevin, yeah. saying, hey, please stop referring to serial killer Ted Bundy as hot on social media. Oh my god. And then also they recently found that Mark Jackson basketball card. Did you guys hear about that? No. With the mm-hmm. Menendez brothers. The Menendez brothers when they were free spending their parents money went to New York and got courtside seats to a Knicks game. Some person who has been studying the Menendez case forever, years and years and years just independently, not just for fun, realized, oh, he was at a Knicks game. I should look through basketball cards to see if they ever picked them That's up. That's insane. Yeah. One game in the year and it's in the 
Mark Jackson card. Now they're going for like twenty five dollars on eBay. And yeah. what are the chances that they would be in a photograph? Yeah. of Cuckoo. a basketball card. All right, I ask. Uh, 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 can I, I, I ask just for say Steve? this real quick yeah. too? Yes. When I think about it, um, when my parents first moved to L.A. in the mid to late sixties from Boston, and my parents' whole family was like, "Oh, why would you move out there? It's fruits and nuts. Everyone's crazy out there." And <laughs> fruits and then, nuts. And they moved. <laughs> to this street and shortly thereafter uh, that they moved to the street their neighbors the LaBiancas were murdered by oh. Charles Manson okay. so I was not born yet um, I was born after that when my parents moved to a more safer community where we had to close our windows because of the night stalker mm-hmm. but it's just these things were always kind of in my head growing up but then up. you had that safe house on Rockingham that's right? uh, that's so, OJ. It's a different that's story yeah. altogether. Yeah. Listen, I asked Christine to come in. I know we're at the end of this, uh, t- the time for this conversation, but you were talking about the Night Stalker and how it affected you as a little kid and terrified you. I, mean, I was so young, so I have this like this like warped perception of what it was. Mm-hmm. But all I the really sad part is um, he had murdered um, a couple who my mom was friends with, oh, who wow. lived down the street from us. So all I remembered at that time was everybody uh, like our parents were talking about like getting guns and it was very scary as like a very small child right and you had to close your windows mm-hmm. i lived in an area where there was no air conditioning it was, it was sweltering yeah. so i have these like images of that time and i literally now still like tonight i will have nightmares about this i cannot because hear... it, because it got brought up again yeah, yeah. I, if i hear his name or the night stalker or something for sure at least for today or a week i will have nightmares oh, just this just sure. in, guys i just found this on twitter uh richard mirror is out of prison he's jesus totally- christ he's jensen out <laughs> he's, oh. out. he's out it's the kevin and bean show hey rock oh, yeah. i haven't heard much ram it in this lead up to the super bowl right we're going to be heading to uh, Atlanta, broadcasting from there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's starting tomorrow and the rest of the week here on the Kevin Bean Show, courtesy of our friends at TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand, on location and in studio in Hotlanta, ladies and gentlemen. Not Stop Atlanta. saying Hotlanta. Am I going to be able to find a Hotlanta t-shirt for the uh, Kevin Bean t-shirt battle? No, I mean, if to. you trudge through the snow, I'm <laughs> sure you can. I'm well, just wondering we, we if should. they still make them. It wasn't Hotlanta oh. hot like 20 years ago? Oh, maybe. That means they're just getting them in the souvenir shop. <laughs> uh, Bean, I would like to do a Atlanta edition while we're there. So we both get a shirt and battle with All right. what we buy in Atlanta. Oh, that's a great idea. Cool. I like it. That's right. a great idea. Uh, Kevin, you as I have been watching uh, some of the coverage, some of the uh, the Rams coverage leading up best. to the big game. It's the best because there's really nothing to talk about yet. Mm-hmm. And they're, both teams are there. And yesterday they started with media day and it's just for a week they have to fill. And this is Fred <laughs> Rogan from Channel 4 <laughs> describing the many different colorful people that are there at media day and his access to the players. Aaron Donald. Robert Woods, Jared Goff, everyone was here. A woman dressed as a mariachi, a man bringing food. There's a clown here with a backpack. There's the clown, and there's the backpack. There were 2,000 media members walking around. Basically, 
that's what you do. Akeem Talib, Todd Gurley. The big names had their own podiums. I didn't talk with any of them because I couldn't <laughs> get close to them. Well, the Rams in Atlanta, Fred Rogan, NBC4 Sports. <laughs> that's oh, his whole report. His whole report is I couldn't get to them. I mean, he had to file something. <laughs> <laughs> but is he bringing the puns like Jim Hill on Channel 2? Good evening to you, too, and it is a little chilly here in Atlanta, Georgia, but the action is going to be hot on the field next oh, Sunday, oh. that is for sure. Oh. It's a little mm. chilly, but the action's going to be wow. hot. I know he's a uh, he's a local treasure, Jim Hill, and I yeah. love him. But how old is the dude? He's 100. He's 100, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He really is. Um, I just went through yesterday the coverage of the, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier in the week, the coverage of the official Rams send-off at the site of the new stadium. Right. And you know what a huge fan I am of then interviewing fans about whether the Rams are going to win. Because you're asking Rams fans who's going to win the Super Bowl, you're going to get one answer. Exactly. There's a lot of great a great coverage going on at uh, Channel 2 during that rally. Who's one house, one dream. You're going to win it this year. And now, just one more game. We still got business to do. We're on a mission. We still need to win one more game. Now, nobody mentions it, but that guy who's doing the... <laughs> is he we 13? Still got, <laughs> we still got business to do. Yeah, did he is, suck up some helium? Is, <laughs> is wearing a carved out watermelon on his head. <laughs> says Rams on it. No mention of it. It's just like it's the most normal thing in the world. That's funny. He's wearing a watermelon. I like that he... I like- I like that he probably didn't have money to buy something great, so he just was creative. I like that. I mean, he certainly was creative. Do it! Rams fans showed up by the... By the way, that's also very good advice from the guy who says that he wants the Rams to win and then urges them... Do it! Rams fans (laughs) showed up by the thousands displaying jerseys and hats and crazy tattoos. I'm a Rams fan. I've been a Rams fan since I knew what football was. All in attendance to say a final farewell to the team from L.A. The official Super Bowl send-off took place in Inglewood. First to arrive in front and center, Vince Cadenia. Now, Vince showed up at 3 a.m., you guys, for the rally. Sure. 3 a.m. Why do you suppose he showed up at 3 a.m.? What do you Um, think his answer is to that? I have no life. All right, let's see if that's what he goes with. Clock in the morning. Why'd you come so early? Because I'm a real Ram fan. Now, when he said it like that, I'm a real Ram fan. Was that a did that, does that, does that remind you a little bit of Ramit? Is that coming from Ramit a little bit from the song? I don't know. I don't know. I, think I don't know. Something about the cadence of it just sounded familiar to me. I don't know. I'm a real Ram fan. Thousands more followed, and when the team arrived, <laughs> it's not clear who was more excited. And, and can I just uh, ask? Yes. yes. Uh, why is he just a Ram fan? Just one guy on the team? Just a singular <laughs> he player? He likes a Ram. Just one guy. Yeah. We, He's like, I love pick. that to leap. <laughs> Maybe so, yes. LA, we let y'all LA. And it's hometown cheers that this crowd hopes still ring inside those helmets come Sunday. I, Will the hometown uh, cheers be ringing inside those no. helmets come Sunday, you guys? Well, the... The hometown chairs be ringing inside the helmet come Sunday. I'm a real Ram fan. News people, you don't need to talk like that. I'm a Ram fan. I'm a Ram fan. (laughs) Seriously, who's worse in this report? The fans or the reporters? The only one I'm standing up for is the watermelon head guy. With how many people are out here today, it's unbelievable. A moment these fans didn't want to miss on a journey these players won't forget. So in addition to coming here to kick off the Rams to the Super Bowl, it also gave fans a chance to take a look at the new stadium. 
Um, what's and happening? Yes, it does. Does she not have the mic? She's, I think it's just loud down there, and I think she doesn't realize that the mic is picking up her voice fine. By the way, you'd be happy to know that the Rams fans uh, think the stadium is great. Opening in 2020. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm so proud of it. It's going to be the baddest stadium in the history of the planet. But for now, the... <laughs> <laughs> I will say... I mean, technically, when it opens, he's probably right. Yeah, you do have bragging rights if you have Mm -hmm. a $5 billion stadium. It's probably going to be pretty sweet. I think we're going to let that pass. All right, final uh, final remarks from the reporter. But for now, the focus is on this season, which thanks to a lot of hard work and a 57-yard kick... And a referee who was obviously paid off to miss a pass interference that happened right in front of him. He's still going, and everyone here is hoping for one more reason to celebrate. Come next week. So there you go. That Wait, is that sounded odd. That sounded, sounded, sounded no, no, it was fine. It's it was just not edited in any way. No, no, not at all. It's just oh. what she was saying. So okay. uh, go Rams. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Going back to Allie's people, our murder topic from a few minutes ago. Kevin in Riverside, my wife is obsessed with all the murder TV shows and podcasts. I think she's taking notes on how to get away with murdering me when she's finally fed up. Mm. Oh, interesting. Randy tweets in at Kevin and Bean. All my female roommates watch is the ID network. All murder all the time. I love the reenactments, by the way. How do I become a reenactment actor? That's a pretty, I guess there's a lot of people probably who are doing that. Yeah. There'd Weren't be a lot guys, of work in town. You guys were super stoked on being reenactors, like dead yeah, we guys, wanted right? To, yeah, we wanted to do that, and no, and our plea fell on deaf ears. We wanted to die on uh, Ten Thousand Ways to Die. That was yeah. the goal, and then the show got canceled, so we weren't able to do that. I think, <laughs> they, I think they would have had it. Show died. <laughs> the show died instead, right? Allie's here. Time for another look at the what's happening here on this Tuesday. You guys, Black Panther made $1.3 billion worldwide during mm-hmm. their original theatrical run. It scored seven Oscar nominations. No big deal. It's doing, it's doing all right, right? Sure. Well, Disney has announced that Black Panther will be returning to theaters for one Yay! week. No way. It will screen select AMC theater locations between February 1st and 7th. And in celebration of Black History Month, tickets will be free. I'm sorry. I watched it, but I fell asleep. Well, that is just not true, sir. (laughs) If you fell asleep during that, you need to get checked. Um, In addition to the free screenings, Disney revealed that it will give $1.5 million grants to the United Negro College Fund. So, again, Black Panther back in theaters for one week. February 1st through the 7th at select AMC locations. How about that whole deal? I do care, and I think it's great that people maybe that didn't see it can see it on the big screen. I wouldn't mind seeing it again on the big screen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, since it won big at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, Mm -hmm. is it possible that it might win the Best Picture Oscar? I mean, it would be great, but I don't think so. Why? Just because those types of movies never even get yeah. nominated yeah. for the most part? I mean, I well, feel like this is the first of what will be many over the years, but mm-hmm. I doubt the first wins. But this might be the opportunity a lot of Oscar voters see to, you know, get it right, set the record straight. You think that's what they're interested in? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they have added thousands of new voters to the Academy Awards who okay. may be looking for just something like this. I mean, I was surprised to see it win at the SAGs. Yeah. I just, I'm starting to wonder. I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were complaining that no way a movie like that would ever even get nominated. Now I think there's a possibility something like that might win. Would be cool. 
I mean, I would still think Roma has a much better chance with Academy voters than Black Panther, but still, yeah. nice to think about. Best Picture is, uh, the nominees are Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Okay. So, there you have it. Are we all are we all pretending that Bohemian Rhapsody was a great movie? Not just had a couple really good musical scenes? I didn't see it. I didn't either. I but didn't I hear it's super, super fun. I'm avoiding it on purpose. Oh. How come? Someone, it just doesn't Brian look Singer. good. Well, oh. yes, one. Two, I also, someone yesterday posted on Twitter a scene. It's like, this movie is up for best editing. And they showed a scene. On, like, I watched it. It is edited Around, like you could count the cuts. Yeah, major yeah. mistake. Like it, I don't think it's even the editor's fault. I think it's they missed so much coverage that they had to like do far away shots, Just make and it shots fit. of the ocean and things while people are talking. It's it looks brutal. I I will have to watch it purely because I see everything and torture myself. But yeah, I'm it was it was a fun movie, and there are some musical scenes in it that you, that will absolutely wow you, like this one. <laughs> I mean, you don't oh. forget that. No, I I lost it. I had to leave the theater at that point. So you want emotional. Some more? Yes. yes. No. <laughs> That's so painful. Uh, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you talk about capturing the essence of Freddie Mercury. Right. That was that was impressive from Rami Malek. Unbelievable. Just gorgeous, yeah. you guys. Ugh. So a tech streaming site. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there. Go ahead, Al. Absolutely. Uh, tech site Streaming Observer made a list of all the movies currently available to stream on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and HBO. Then, like nerds, they cross-reference them with their Rotten Tomato scores. Very interesting findings. Amazon Prime currently has a whopping 17,461 movies in its library. Whoa. That's four times as many as Netflix. Wow. And then far more than Hulu. Netflix only has 3,839. Isn't that crazy? And all, most of those are Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> True. Least, I yes. don't feel like most people go to Netflix for movies. They Maybe don't. for that reason. Maybe, yeah. Which is interesting because uh, that's original. how they started was yeah. just for yeah, exactly. writing movies. Well, yeah. here's another um, interesting finding. Netflix had the most number of movies that were certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. That's mm. 75% or more um, of a positive review. Netflix had 596 certified fresh titles. And none of those are Adam Sandler movies. Amazon sure. Prime only had 232, and that's with a library of 17,461 movies. So they have more movies, but crappier movies. Yes. If your library is that big, you have to include a lot of bad movies. Yes. True. But you'd think it would be a closer number somewhat. Hulu only had 223, and HBO Now had uh, 38. Whoa. Oh, Goodness, right? I think everything has changed where you're going for original content now to mm -hmm. Netflix, to HBO, all these places. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's the last movie I watched on Netflix? I mean, you guys can't answer that. <laughs> but maybe answer for yourselves what movie. Uh, I mean, I watched uh, Disappear I in Plain Sight. Or, you know. I don't know. Yeah, but isn't that is that a movie or yeah. original programming? Technically a movie. Documentary? I mean, listen, those are all movies, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> is it a movie, though? A documentary is a movie. Larger I guess it is. Larger yeah. Umbrella is a movie. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm just 
cutting it down by genre. Yeah. Like a movie, I, I think of like a rom-com or a thriller. I oh, think Roma was the last movie I saw on Netflix. Yeah. I watched that there, too. That's a movie. Yeah. That is a movie. <laughs> That's tough to argue. Yeah, I'm but just, is, uh, it, is it Allie seems confused white? as to what is a yeah, movie, so it, I just It's not in English. Sure. Is it yeah. a movie? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Goodness gracious. Hey, did you guys see that story about how Kate Hudson is going to raise her daughter genderless? Yeah, I did not see that. Well, it caused quite a stir. and You she... mean raise her offspring genderless? Yes, you, you know what? Completely right. My bad. Um, here's what she wrote on Instagram. Dear all my friends, fans, and others who read this, recently someone asked me something along the lines of if having and raising a girl is different from boys. My response was simple. Not really. This whole clickbait tactic of saying I'm raising my daughter to be genderless is silly and frankly doesn't even make sense. So if she didn't say anything of the sort. That's bizarre. That's concerning. I right? believe I think she's changing her tune now. <laughs> Do you? I think she said he, he, she, they, they're genderless, <laughs> and they don't. I'm just going to shave their head because then people oh. don't. People just uh, wait, boy, girl, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, I, another question. Oh no. <laughs> nope. Don't want Question. It. No time. If I could marry Gotta a man, go. does that mean I could marry a raccoon or a pillow? <laughs> What's when's it going to end? There are people that think that you guys. And what? What's the deal with? Uh, where's Larry the Cable Guy? <laughs> why, why do I have to put up with Anthony Jezelneck and Amy Schumer's? Uh-huh. Why do I got to put up with them? What's the deal? Sorry. These are all excellent questions, sir. Sorry. But let's get back we, to uh, Allie's story. We got we got to go. <laughs> Some birthdays for you: Edward Burns, Sarah Gilbert, Tom Selleck, Adam Lambert, Justin Hartley, and Oprah Winfrey. Yep. The Oprah Show is going to Australia. And <laughs> <laughs> so we all mouthed it. It was like lip sync battle in here. <laughs> and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey. 
podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We're going to uh, Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Right. And I was uh, <laughs> I was thinking a lot about the music that comes out of Atlanta because there was all that uh, controversy about Maroon Freakin' 5 being at the halftime entertainment of the Super Bowl because there's so much great music out of Atlanta. But I think the NFL thinks of Atlanta as no place, just like every other city, because they want to appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just but, a location. Yeah. I guess. But it just it seems a shame that you didn't Agreed. have out. You don't have Outcast in the show or Ludacris in the show or somebody else who's like really, really made a name for himself from, from the music there. And I came across, as I was doing a little research for the trip, I came across something on Ludacris that I think is so fascinating. I think you guys are going to love this. Um, Jensen, you're a rap correspondent. For folks who maybe uh, they know the name Ludacris, what, what songs would people best know him from? Uh, you know, Move, Bitch! Get out, Get the, out way. the way. It's a great song. It's a also, great song. What's your fantasy? Want to lick, 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 lick you from your head? Oh, sure. That's a biggie. You um, were very careful not to let us record that and play it back. Yeah, right, it was right very low. <laughs> uh, where, yeah. where does Ludacris, uh, where does Ludacris uh, keep his women? Oh, in Div- he keeps all of his hoes in different area codes. Okay. That's him, too. Right. Okay. That's also so, him, yeah. So that's Luda we're talking about. He also here. has a when very I bad song. Luda, y'all say Chris. Luda. Chris. Uh, he has a very bad song where he raps over the Austin Powers theme song. It's very Ooh. bad. Yeah, and he also, and he's like, get in my belly. Like, he does all the <laughs> oh, no. It's very bad. <laughs> well, Ludacris apparently, uh, a couple of seasons ago, played a as the entertainment at a spring football game at the University of Georgia. And it ended up being very controversial because they, A, paid him $65,000 for a 15-minute performance. Whoa. Wow. That maybe boosters to the school were like, sixty-five grand for that? Are you kidding me? They ended up actually issuing an apology for booking Ludacris, not only because of the sixty-five grand, and I don't know a lot about how much people usually get for appearances like that. I don't either. That seems like it's kind of in in the ballpark of what I would expect somebody like Ludacris to get. Yeah, when I was Does rapping, it... I uh, I used to have to pay them. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, no, a Ludacris, yeah, that's a lot for 15 minutes. That is a but lot. But he's a big star. Yeah. Uh, but I think what added to it, besides the cash outlay, was what the University of Georgia was required to come up with at, at, in Ludacris's writer. Now, the writer oh, is what the, was what the artist asks be available to him, be provided to him for him to perform the show. Mm-hmm. And here's what Ludacris, and we'll just get through as many of these as we have time for, because the show ends at 10, so I, I don't know if we're going to more. Now, again, he's there for 15 minutes. Right. So how much stuff does he really need? One loaf of bread, whole grain, with the, mo- the uh, whole grain bread with the most amount of grains <laughs> is, is how he starts. Don't give me any of this half-ass grain bread. <laughs> Organic peanut butter, creamy only. Organic jelly, strawberry, or grape only. I see a trend here. I know where we're going. Candies assorted, for instance, Snickers, M&M's, Jolly Ranchers. One box of green tea, Tazo, with condiments like lemon, organic honey, and sugar. Nag Champa incense. A box of fruit roll-ups. Mint Listerine. Six Hanes large white t-shirts. <laughs> He's there for 15 minutes. He's going to show up. He may change once, go out and perform. Is he just, is this just so he doesn't have to buy t-shirts the rest of the year? I wonder if this is his regular... Writer, every place he goes, or mm-hmm. if this was like unique Special for that, for yeah, for that school. One Crest Spin rechargeable toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> one bottle of Crest toothpaste. Two large bags of chips. One plain, one barbecue. 
one fresh box of unsalted almonds, one fresh box of unsalted trail mix, four Greek strained yogurts, mixed flavors. <laughs> How much can this dude eat at one appearance? Well, I mean, it's not he's, just him, though. Well, it's he's very high. A whole entourage. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, one case of low sodium V8 juices. One box of Trojan Magnum condoms. <laughs> yeah. He probably he probably would put that in even if he didn't need yeah, it. Yeah, that's just a humble brag. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, two Joe Malone candles, gardenia scent. By the way, this oh. means there's some intern at the University of Georgia had to drive around all around campus looking for, hey, do you carry the Joe Malone candles, gardenia <laughs> scent? Uh, one bottle of Eucharin lotion, original dry skin therapy. Oh, that's because he's ashy. One can of almonds, one bar of Dove soap, five washcloths from Wamsuda or Bed Bath & Beyond, two, <laughs> wow. excuse me, five drying towels, Wamsuda brand, two bottles of Belvedere vodka. All right, now we're getting into the alcohol. Again, if you're just joining us, this is Ludacris's writer to do a 15-minute show at the University of Georgia. Um, two bottles of Belvedere vodka, two bottles of Conjure Cognac, two bottles of Patron Silver, two packs of AA batteries. <laughs> Two packs of AAA batteries. <laughs> well, you, you can't be too safe. <laughs> two, well, you want to make sure you have the right, right ones. Right. Uh, two lighters. One bottle of red wine, Francis Coppola Merlot or Cabernet. One bottle of white wine, Santa Margarita Pinot Grico or Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, he's got good taste. One gallon of Tropicana orange juice. One gallon of cranberry juice. Was How he... many items are on this mm. writer? Was he moving in? <laughs> it sounds like He's it. stocking it for like six months. Two cases of chilled Fiji water. Very important. Must be the 500 milliliter bottles. Mm. Uh, one case of Nico coconut water. Two cases of Snapple. Raspberry. Kiwi. Strawberry. Grape-Aid. Two cases of lemon-lime Gatorade. Lemon-lime Gatorade. 12 assorted Minute Maid box juices. Is wow. he bringing a bunch of kids with him? What is it? Kids-ish, yeah. Uh, one hairbrush with bristles, comma, African-American. <laughs> one small secret deodorant. One iron and ironing board. What the? That's where the list runs out, by the way. At the iron and the ironing board. Now, Jensen, you've been on the road. You were a professional entertainer. When you have a when you have a, a writer, does is, does somebody go through and check off to make sure every single thing is there? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's there's people whose entire job is hospitality and making sure that uh, that everything is taken care of. If, if you have to take out all of the green M and M's, someone's mm-hmm. taking out all the green M and M's. I got I wish we had an accounting of the amount of stuff that he didn't touch. Absolutely. Yeah. All of that stuff he had, mm-hmm. the amount of stuff that he didn't touch is probably 97%. So not only did he make $4,333 a minute for his 15-minute show, here's the apology from the University of Georgia <laughs> afterwards. I do want to take this opportunity to apologize to our board for mistakes we made with certain aspects of the details in an entertainment agreement. Few things in my professional life had bothered me more than this situation. There are no reruns in life, so we need to turn the page, learn from our mistakes, and do everything we can to make sure errors of this nature do not recur. So there you go. I, I was thinking we might try to get Ludacris to come by the broadcast in Atlanta this week, <laughs> but I don't think we can afford him. Uh, yeah. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. Q. Q. 
Good evening to you, too, and it is a little chilly here in Atlanta, Georgia, but the action is going to be hot on the field next Sunday, that is for sure. Okay, thank you, Jim. <laughs> hey, um, fascinating story. Tom Brady is old. <laughs> right, that's also a fascinating story. Right. Uh, fascinating story about this. I think, Jensen, you brought us a story about the family heirloom that yes. is being passed down. Yeah. And uh, for folks who don't know what an heirloom is, it's something that's in your family that is uh, it's given from father to son and to daughter and then passed on through the generations. Absolutely. And what do you think the most common family heirloom is that oh, is passed down? I would think a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, jewelry, according to this list, is number two. Oh, and wow. engagement rings are the most common jewelry that is passed down. Yeah, you hear a lot of times about people who So propose. number one has nothing to do with jewelry. Mm, that's right. Okay. okay. Maybe a uh, property, a house. Oh, interesting. Um, they don't, I mean, I think that's kind of assumed, you know, I mean, by the law, you leave everything to people behind. It's gotta be more of like a tchotchke. It's the family Bible. Is that right? The most common and precious heirloom passed down between generations. Now, who knows? Maybe, maybe this list is from a religious organization, but they have the family Bible at number one, then jewelry, then clocks and pocket watches. So what... (laughs) <laughs> then recipe books. Okay, never mind. Forget this list. Are they giving out the monocle? <laughs> Forget this and list. And their calligraphy pen? But things like quilts, china, silverware, photographs, letters, diaries. There's lots of things on the list. But I think that's not what we're looking for here, right? No. We're not looking for stuff like that. What's the story that kicked this whole conversation off? Uh, well, there's a 48-year-old named Ansley Peters in Kirkcaldy, Scotland, who uh, recently opened up about an heirloom that's been going uh, through the generations of her family and it's an unopened Cadbury egg. Generations. Yes. Yeah. Unopened Cadbury egg. Still in its wrapping, and she has it in her curio cabinet. Uh, It was passed down since 1973. Why even the first time? Well, well, Cadbury egg. It has family significance. Okay. Why didn't your grandma just eat it after she bought it? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it was a gift given to her grandma on a first date from a man who would later become her husband. And instead of eating it, she decided that she would put it into a glass case. Okay. Uh, okay. And when she passed away in 2010, this woman, Ansley, it was the first thing she asked for when they were going through her belongings. Interesting. Aww. So she asked for it. It wasn't like a weird thing that she got given. She's like, no. what am I supposed to do with this? Your sister gets $50,000 <laughs> and you get a Cadbury egg. <laughs> Does she just love chocolate? I mean, That's is that what it is? actually ironic because when they asked her about it, she said, it's just me being a bit of a dafty. I don't even like cream eggs. What's a dafty? I don't know. Okay. Scottish. Like Scottish daft, for dumbass. Dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dumb. Okay. Um, okay, so in other words, she looks at that and she goes, oh, that's a sweet reminder of the first date my grandparents went on. I guess. I get that. I mean, that's that's nice. I mean, the other thing, too, is like, I, uh, there's pictures of it on the internet, and it's still very vibrant, like, in colors and stuff, but, like, all the colors have changed into different ones. Oh. So, like, if you compare it to a new Cadbury egg, it's like the green has turned red and red has turned purple. Yeah. It's very, yeah. I, I'm almost scared to smell it. Yeah, that seems bad. Keep yeah. it in the keep it in the box. Chip, I need that. Please yeah. make, a, make a mark. I'm going to need that. Dang it! Um, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I have a friend who I couldn't. I can't believe that I forgot this. I had a friend who got the ashes of the family dog mm-hmm. uh, passed down. Yes, from oh. her parents, and she's like. What am I supposed to do with this? Was it a dog she even interacted with? I don't 
I don't remember whether she did or not. Because that's always the family dog. Yeah, maybe? that wouldn't be as bad. But if it's like, oh, this was my grandparents' dog. Never met my grandparents or their dog. <laughs> they all died in a fire. But I do have the ashes. I wonder now, how I have... many people get gifts like that and then just throw them out, just quietly get rid of them. You well, know? I want to talk about the dog thing for okay. a second. But we are going to take your calls at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. That's the number to call us uh, via voice or text if you if you can't get to the phone to call us. Um, we want to hear about unusual things that are past down in your family, something you have or somebody in your family has that's passed down that's not the family Bible or an engagement ring, all right? Um, the weirder, the better. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I I have the ashes of six, six, six of my dogs. I have the ashes of six of my dogs. What should be done with those when my wife and I, I mean, are both they're gone? all in different urns, right? You don't like yes. mix them all up? Yes. <laughs> He's making one complete ash dog. <laughs> I'd like my salad tossed. Please. Uh, oh, I'm going to need that. <laughs> um, so is that luck. just the type of thing that when I'm gone and when my wife is gone, it just it doesn't mean anything to anybody else? It well, should I would just go in the so. dumpster? I would think so. That's why I feel like that's an odd thing to give a kid. Yeah. And you don't have children, so I would assume it would mean yeah. nothing to anyone else. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I think I agree, I think I agree with you on that. I just about are you buried with all these urns <laughs> just lining your casket? <laughs> Thirty three of them. <laughs> I do have a lot of them. That's true. <laughs> uh, I also have some hair from a from one of my cows that uh, that passed away. I did okay. save some hair. All right, and, what? Uh, but again, I don't think I'll be oh, passing please. that down to anybody else. Why do you have the hair of a cow? Just because. Because she was, I, I loved her so much, and she had, she had amazing hair. She had, she had, <laughs> her, she her hair smelled terrific. Because uh, I just, have a spell. What just the hell? I need to do? Just a memento. That's all. But we're we're getting off topic here. No, okay. we're not. This is awesome. I, when I, so, re- I when I recently moved, we went through all my stuff, and Danielle was like, "What is this bag of quarters?" Bag I was of like, quarters. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, those are my dad's quarters." I kept. My my dad had like a like a little cup of quarters, uh-huh. like probably like fifteen dollars worth. Oh, of it wasn't cup. a collection. No, no, it was no, just no. a bag. It was just errant change, just like five bucks. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't spent it or anything. And I always feel weird because like, what am I gonna buy? I have to. I can't just be like, oh, I got you know. I got a meal with it. I feel like I have to buy something of significance. But you can't get anything of significance for that amount of money. Yeah, that's why I still have the quarters. (laughs) He died 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I bet there are people who have terrible art that is passed down just because of the significance of that was on my parents' wall. The whole time I was growing up, I want to have that as a remembrance of them. Yeah. I yeah, I can see that. Because I have lots of terrible art also, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to that when I'm, when I'm gone. So 1-800-520-1067. We're talking about family heirlooms that are a little out of the ordinary. They get passed down generation to generation. Let's take one call real quick before the break, and let's make it Scott. He is in Burbank on line one to get us started. Hey, Scott. Hey, so um, it's actually my best friend's uh, family that's passing this down, but mm-hmm. they would be passing down skin from their... <laughs> I'm sorry, the phone must have broken up. I thought you said skin. No, I said skin, yes. They would pass down their grandfather's skin. From Wait, hold on a second. Let me make sure I understand here. A subscription to Spin magazine? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> that would be nicer. Why? <laughs> Why? Why did they skin Grandpa? I, I don't know. His aunt gave it to him, and he just like, like you know, that's just... And they're who they passed down. But, but you you have to feel like you can't just throw it out because it meant someone to something to someone. Well, did it? I mean, the other thing too is—is is it like a cuticle or is it like a full graph of skin? 
it's like it's the outline it's of like his body. Dry, it's <laughs> like dry skin and like nail clippings. And oh, it's like, oh, oh no, 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 no. And no, Scott, no, no. we all know it's you. It's not <laughs> your friend. We, I was thinking that they like cut off a tattoo or something like that and put it in a frame or Honestly, something like that. No. I was going foreskin, and that didn't bother me as much as thinking nail shavings. You don't or, like, pass the, down yeah. fingernail yeah, clippings. Wait, what about like yeah. even your belly button when that falls off? A no. lot of people keep that in a little baggie. The umbilical yeah, no. cord? Yes. That's, Not your belly. That's but... gross. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's gross. gross. He's drawing oh, the right. Scott. Judgy McChuckster, Scott says that's gross. <laughs> all right, Scott. Um, you're a weirdo. Thank you for calling. one 800 Your heirloom calls next on K-Rock. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Charlene from Huntington Beach. Good morning, Charlene. Good morning. Talking about the family in uh, England, uh, excuse me, Scotland, that passes down a Cadbury cream egg, and it got us on the topic of weird family heirlooms. What's been passed down in your family? In my family, what we are, like, what was important for us was that we had this outhouse musical box that was passed down, uh, the story behind it. It was a music box? So it's like a normal music box, except it's an outhouse. Is kind of like a joke of it. In a way, yes, but it was because that's how my grandparents met. In an outhouse? That's so romantic, my, meeting in an outhouse. My grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did they meet in an outhouse? I have to know. They basically ran into each other, and uh, he was trying to get into it, and then he ended up doing it the wrong way, and then, you know, from there, the story. Okay, it sounds like you're describing unfolds. a very awkward first sexual encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Charlene, well, it wasn't that, but yeah. Uh, Jensen wants me to ask if it was a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Okay, okay. Okay. Again, Jensen, that was nope. Okay, it's that wasn't me. It's best if you don't know anyway, Charlene. <laughs> Thank you for the call. This is a weird topic, and we started right at the top, didn't we? It really is weird in Alley. I don't know how your brain works, but don't ask ladies that question. It was Jen- Jensen wanted I me to ask. Not so I, I mean, you tried to blame it on Jensen, I did. but we I all know. Kevin asked me to From ask. the uh, 951, <laughs> and- uh, my mother was passed down something from her mother, her dentures in a jar. Oh, no, 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 no. <gasps> no. And they still had food in them. Oh, no! What's and, it gets, and it gets worse. She also has her gallbladder, her mother's gallbladder, in a Gerber baby food jar. Not sure where that stuff is going when my mother passes, but definitely not to me. Oh, oh wow. Wow, that's um, something. Oof. Would you ever want a gallbladder from a relative no. in, in a jar? Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. I don't want any body part. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, fair enough. Or skin. We have to say this. Or skin. (laughs) Let's go to uh, Rihanna in Riverside, line four. 1-800-520-1067. Caleb, you hang on. Matt, we'll get to as many calls as we can, but let's see what's going on here. Hey, Rihanna. Hey, what's up? Talking about weird family heirlooms. Do you have one? Uh, Yeah. Um, So I guess it kind of has a backstory, but my dad and his little brother were playing out in the woods and they found a stick, and they thought it looked like a cannon, and so they were shooting each other with it. And then um, my grandmother ran up and said, give me that, because it looked so much like um, a penis okay. and uh, the balls and everything, you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. We're, we're familiar and, with and, you. Uh, yeah, with I just thought it'd be descriptive, because it's not just a stick, you know. It's like, right. I mean, it looks we really, got you. Yeah. It's the full set. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> So how my did... grandma said, um, "Give me that," and she 
she thought it was really foul, but then she also lacquered it and decided to send it to all the new brides in the family. What is happening so in your family? Whoever, huh? Now, what's happening in your family? Well, so- that's the thing. Now it's kind of like it disappeared with one of the brides. So I kind of wondered, like, if she liked like you know if she liked it a lot or i don't know like, like i know what we're all thinking okay all right. yeah you know yeah, yeah. Yes, we know. do we do know <laughs> Thank you, Rihanna. We appreciate you calling. Let's go to Palmdale Line 5. This is going to be our man, Caleb. Kevin, you were saying no to body parts? No, I don't need any body parts. Well, then meet Caleb. Good morning, Caleb. Yeah, that grandma's dentures, that kind of shook me up right there. Right? Yeah, that was rough. What's yours? Okay, so, I mean, I, I personally think mine is worse. We have my grandpa's frostbitten foot. <sighs> His entire foot? He tried, yeah. What? From when he tried to scale Mount Everest. And I don't think, I, I mean, I, I never met him. Uh, I don't think he was that smart of a man. Because according to the story, he never made it to Everest. He got his foot chopped off in China. What? He <laughs> never actually made it to the mountain. Your Hold grandfather on. is super Hold shady. On. Wait a second. If he he made it all the way to China, then it's not like he died up there or had frostbite and had to have his leg amputated because he would have done that when he got back down in Nepal, right? He wouldn't have gone to China for that. It sounds like it's a separate incident. (laughs) Sounds like he had some issues. That's just who he contacted. Now, there's another one I got for y'all. We have my great uncle's shoe. Now, I don't know if you guys have notes on the line, but can y'all guess what happened? No. Why, why we have that shoe? Oh, to Wait. put the foot in. No. Oh, that's no, a great no. guess. Okay. Wow. My great uncle's shoe. It's just one that shoe. That was all we found of him in a pig pen after the pigs ate him. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, are your parents related? <laughs> what? This is crazy. Hey, Jensen. Watch it now. <laughs> That's not our family. This is the best. (laughs) I just optioned your family story for a television show. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tom Brady is old. <laughs> Appreciate that update. <laughs> hey guys. Yes. You know we're going to Hotlanta. Yeah. Hot Stop saying Hotlanta. You can't make that work. Um, and uh, we're going courtesy of our friends at uh, TCL, America's Fast Screen TV brand. And I, I knew that we were doing this uh, this giveaway, this uh, TV giveaway that mm-hmm. we're doing uh, every day, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The rest of the week, we'll have TVs to give away to our listeners. What I did not know until I looked at Dave's paperwork just now is we are giving away a 65-feet TCL TV. Wait, what? 
65 feet. No way. That is, that is the Dave, biggest TV I have sad. ever heard that's, of. That's, that's a mis- that King of Mexico that... really does good work. <laughs> are we giving so away weird. a Jumbotron? Yes. Apparently we are giving away a Jumbotron. Not my fault. Does Dave not know the difference between how to how to make the mark for a foot versus an inch? Oh. Are we giving away a 65-foot TV? Oh, no. I would guess he doesn't know the difference. That was just my guess, Dave. I mean, 65 yeah, is just Dave, good, too. Dave, but... actually, I actually kind of want Dave to come in to explain this. because when Shut uh, up. You get it. Dave, <laughs> but when you came in here, you told me you were talking about someone who was on a re- like played it on a, t- uh, on, a, on a TCL TV. You were like, you, I can't believe they played Resident Evil 2 on it. Were you believing we were giving away a 60-foot, 65-foot TV? No. Then why would it be so weird that Resident Evil 2 was on a normal 65-inch television? It has nothing to do with this story. He's so annoyed. <laughs> like, he's annoyed. Come on. Well, I mean, We're not the ones that wrote 65 feet. I'm just trying to picture out how big a, a, a wall you need yeah, to put a 65-foot TV on. It's 65 yeah. inch. I'd rather have the 65-inch. Yeah, it actually would oh, fit yeah. in your house. I, I got know. 65 inches. <laughs> okay, wow. Dave, you can't play. Um, <laughs> all right, so if it's even if it's 65, it's 65 inches, inches yeah. that's still a that's still See, a fantastic big TV. Right? Agreed. Yes. Okay. So that's 65 foot, but it's okay. Uh, so that's tomorrow right here on the Kevin Beach Show. Allie's here with our final what's happening, and then we hit the road. How many inches um, in feet is 65? Okay. Like four? So 65 times 12. Yeah, four is about right. Okay. So Dave's saying he has four uh, feet of penis. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what he's saying. Just making sure we're all on the same page. Not my fault. The love of God. All right, you guys. We're all packed. We're uh, we're heading to Atlanta. Everybody but Chip. Chip, you're not going. Uh, Sorry about the act. Oh, bad news for you. Any of you pack anything weird that could get us stopped at the airport? Vibrators. Well, that's not uh, weird. My uncle's foot. Okay, sure, sure. Do you guys ever, this is random, but you know when a, a police officer pulls up in back of you, no matter what you're doing in your car, you get a little nervous. Like, yeah, a little flushed. Yeah, a little you're in trouble. butthole pucker. When you see a, a drug-sniffing dog at the airport, do you think, oh my God, do I have heroin? Like, even though you've never done heroin, <laughs> oh, do you immediately no. think, oh, see, I do. I see a drug-sniffing dog, my first thought is, I want to pet that dog, and I know I can't, and mm. then I get nervous. No? No. You guys? Okay. I mean, maybe weed. All right. <laughs> but heroin, no. no. Well, that's a weird any, thing to think. Because I've never done heroin or had heroin. Right. That, that's why it's so weird that that's my first thought. Like, that oh, is, do I have that, it? Yeah. Well, I bring this to you because of a sniffer dog that discovered something in a man's luggage at Toronto Airport. And I'm telling you the story because he has to face a court hearing in Toronto next month. Due to his 5,000 leeches in his luggage. Whoa. Wow. Uh, Why? Why? He's being charged with illegally importing an international species without a required permit. So he's going to face that court hearing. The man reportedly told airport officials the leeches were for his personal use oh. and that the leeches' wastewater enriches his flowers. What? Is that one of those things where they you're supposed to... It's supposed to heal wounds or something like that? Yeah. 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 For certain type of therapies, they and use people leeches. really do use those. I mean, in actual Western medicine, not just out in the jungle. I mean, there are times where the leech is the best way to keep a wound clean. Is but that, I don't know why this guy is traveling through an airport with so many of them. Yeah. 5,000 leeches in his yeah. luggage. 
That seems weird. All right. So none of us have that. I, I mean, I have a thousand, but not five. Oh, no, five, <laughs> yeah. I think, is the international ridiculous. limit. I yeah. mean, I had millipedes as pets, but I never really got into, into the leech game. Are millipedes roly-polies? I don't know what a roly-poly is. What? The little black roly-poly? You know what a roly-poly is. No, I've never heard of a roly-poly. Really? I am familiar with if an animal pic- If you saw a picture of it, you would know exactly what it is. You There's, just don't yeah, know that name. You touch them and they roll up, no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. they're actually called millipedes. Okay. Take it but easy. Is a millipede a roly-poly? I guess so. It sounds like we're talking about the same creature, yeah. Nope, it's a pill bug. Pill bug. What's oh, a pill Dave bug? Oh, Dave says pill bug. Okay. A roly-poly is a pill bug? Yes. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> 65 feet. 65 feet. <laughs> 65 feet. That thing rolls, and you got to make sure houses aren't in the way. <laughs> okay, moving on. Because millipedes, they do also, you know, roll up into themselves a little bit, you know, to protect themselves, like a hedgehog does. Yeah. Same sort Tom of thing. Brady is old. <laughs> okay, getting back to the topic at hand. If you could roll up into yourself, would you? And would you ever leave the house, really? That's what I'm <laughs> I saying. I th- think I know what you're saying. Okay. Stay on target. Stay on target. Guys, if you were on Twitter last night and you were following Main Pop Data, that's their site the on Twitter, Twitter account. the hot Twitter account, you might have seen what they say could possibly be some of the winners of the Grammys. They say that they have, quote, no video proof, just archived versions of the webpage. Winners, it claimed, included Cardi B's I Like It as Record of the Year and Lady Gaga's Shallow as Song of the Year. <gasps> I don't think I like it's going to win. Now, I, now that I've fully taken it in, there's no way. That Cardi B wins for Record of record the Year? Record of the Year, no. No. And I, I, what there's is, also no way they know. What right. is Shallow up against for Song of the Year? Like, I think that was a great song if you saw the movie. But was it really well, the movie Song is of the Year? Tremendous. The movie's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Brandy Carlisle, The Joke. Donald Glover. This is America? Yeah. Come on. Drake, God's Plan. Or this is Song of the Year. I guess that's the same, right? Uh, yeah, no, Song of the different Year. Different awards, but. Oh, no, sorry. Song of the Year. That's oh, what song Shallow was up for. Carlisle. Uh, yeah, Shallow. Zed, The Middle. Yeah. Sean Mendes in My Blood. LMA, Boot Up. Yeah. No. There's no way Lady Gaga's. No, I think that, you're right? right. I don't know. All right. The point is, we don't think that this uh, account actually had access to Grammy wins. Well, and the Grammys say absolutely not, not legit, totally false, you guys. There's no legitimacy to this. Grammy Awards results are not even shared, even with Recording Academy staff members, until the day of the Grammy Awards ceremony. So they say. <laughs> so I guess we'll just wait and find out. And if you were one of the few that watched Fox's Rent on Sunday, uh, you were joined by 3.4 million other total viewers, which made it the lowest ever musical. That seems bad. Yeah. So every person watching Rent Live could mm-hmm. have watched it on one 65-foot TV. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> And in case you're wondering how it went up against uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, which aired on NBC last year on Easter, that had 9.6 million total viewers, which, A, it was a holiday, B, it had John Legend, Sarah Barales. Okay, so it's that. So it had, it had all those things. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm going to tell you the story just because of the title. Good Lord. Is Meghan Markle making Prince Harry grumpy and high maintenance? Ugh. Now she's making people around her awful people. 
So here's the thing. We all know that she, she's been the subject of intense speculation since they even announced that they were dating. But she was credited with turning Harry onto yoga, green juice, and a generally healthier lifestyle. But new reports have emerged that allegedly reveal a much more nefarious influence. Ugh. These are real words, you guys. Yeah. Apparently, he's being a bit more to himself. Not really talking as much to people around him like the staff. Hmm. Is he trying to get away from the crazy pregnant lady? Uh, they say that all of Harry's staff has always thought he was fantastic, but the two of them together are high maintenance. He's quite grumpy and aloof from his own inner circle of staff. He's always... <laughs> Royal baby. He's always been really pally with them, with them, so it's very unlike him. What people love about Harry is he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's down to earth, a normal guy trapped in the royal world. And he doesn't take himself very seriously. Are you but still now reading about the royal family? Is. Yeah. No, I switched over okay. eight minutes ago. <laughs> no good. So, yeah, now we're uh, we're blaming Meghan Markle for him being grumpy. How about you? You Are you grumpy now that um, Danielle's pregnant? No, I you think could. we're having a blast. Yeah? Also, if I was, I would never say it on the air. Right? right? Yeah, right. I would just say it's a blast all the time. Because wow. it is a blast all the time. So you're really tired of your wife, it sounds like. Nope, nope, blast all the time. Well, I mean, like you said, you would lie about it. So. Well, no, if it was... I'm reading between the lines. If I wasn't, I'd lie, but I'm not lying here. I can't believe America's Sweetheart Topanga is about to get a divorce right before <laughs> well, she has a baby. I, but if oh. I lied, I would, I would say it was great, but I'm not lying now. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So you're lying? No. You're not lying. Okay. I'm not lying. All right. There's no catch. There's no catch. <laughs> and a millipede and a roly-poly, very different. Very different, if yeah. If we've learned anything. We're hearing from a lot of listeners, apparently a pill bug is the same as a roly-poly and also a wood louse. They're all the same. All right. And none of them are millipedes. Okay. Don't care. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. So we covered a lot of ground today, we guys. We really did. We really Some did. Some would say too much. Let's wrap Let's- it up. Jensen, yeah. I can't wait to see what you're going to put in the Kevin Bean wrap up this week because there's a lot to choose from. <laughs> I mean, really, it's it's really just pick big pickings. <laughs> I'm ready. It's only Tuesday. Happy birthday, Sarah Gilbert, Edward Burns, Oprah Winfrey. Tissue, please. I now need tissue. Tom Selleck, Adam Lambert, and Justin Hartley. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Ali. If you missed any part of today's show, you can get the entire show on the uh, Kevin and Bean podcast at krack.com or radio.com. It would be worth it just for bizarre family heirlooms. Oh, yes. for sure. Yes. Because That's one of the weirdest phone topics we've ever done. The whole wrap-up is just going to be about those collars. <laughs> it's just insanity. Uh, on your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, Random Act of Helpfulness with the SoCal Helpful Honda Dealers. Tomorrow morning, broadcasting live from Atlanta. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.